0: here oh, from games brains in the head live gbhbl.com for short and my guests at this time regulars for us at gbhbl it is ellis and lewis of the uk atmospheric black metal band sar uh. leading up to the release of their brand new album as of the time of recording literally a matter of days away so whenever you're watching this it'll either be in the past or be in the future but we're very very close cult of nature gentlemen gentlemen how are you both doing
1: yeah, I'm all right, Tal. How about yourself? Can't complain.
2: And I'm cracking.
0: There you go. Last time we spoke, things have certainly, certainly changed. It's been a busy, busy old period. How has your 2020 been so far? How Basically, how have you been holding up now that we live within the COVID time? Starting with you first, Ellis.
1: Uh, I'll be honest with you. Not a lot has changed for me. I mean, I mm. work in the NHS, so it's pretty much been business as usual, except I can't go to the pub. So it's like that one lifeline of sanity that's just been taken away. Okay.
0: (laughs) You say Uh, that, but you still found the time to record an album. So, you know, there's that.
1: Well, yes. Yeah, there was that. Um, I mean, if you think about it, an album and an EP as well. Mm. I mean, it has actually been a bit of a busy year for us in all things considered. But um, in terms of just general day-to-day life, it's been a bit less entertaining.
0: Oh, fair enough. Of all course, the gigs,
1: all the gigs cancelled, all the festivals cancelled. It's been a bit of shit, really. Yeah. Do you remember when your last gig was? It was October or November of last year at Sheffield. Leeds. 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 <laughs> oh, <that's> enough.
0: Quite <laughs> right, the How about you? How's you? How you been holding up in twenty? Um.
2: Yeah. Uh... Just as well as uh, anyone could be in the circumstances, it's been all right for me, to be honest. Um, I haven't had a single day off as a result of anything. I've been at work every single day since still. So uh, that's kind of a good and a bad thing. I kind of was hoping for maybe a couple of cheeky weeks off, but that hasn't happened. But at least I'm still working. Um, And like you said earlier, we managed to get an album and an EP in. So it's kind of ended up being a busy year, even though it didn't really feel too much like a busy year for us, because... The EP came out by accident, in a way. Um, And then most of the album was already written. It was just getting it kind of recorded, really. So it actually didn't feel as busy as it kind of, considering the amount of stuff we've been able to put out.
0: It's weird you say that. It doesn't feel that busy because it does. An EP and an album within a year, regardless of any band, is an incredible output, particularly one that is so strong. The EP Follow the Cult and obviously, Cult of Nature, the new album. So you said these songs were already pretty much written. Can you give us a bit of background into when you decided to start and what your plan was? Was it always planned to be an album?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. It's, um, I mean, the first song that was for Cult of Nature was originally written during the year period, right at the very tail end, and that's uh, track seven, Praying, no, track six, Praying to Man which was originally written to be on Yera, but Mm. we didn't have live drums, so we thought it wouldn't fit, so let's bench it for this album. So if you look at it like that, on a technical level, uh, album two started before album one released. Wow. And and a similar thing is kind of happening with album three in that I've I've already started to demo some things for it. For the last couple of months, I've been doing some demos. So. So you've already got stuff in the works for a third
0: album. Yeah, as of time of recording, the second one isn't even, isn't even out.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. For you then, Lewis, where does this level of prol- prolificness come
2: from, do you think? I don't know where it came from. I think we're still a little bit confused ourselves because I've, when we first started, it just kind of fell into place. We just work well together and it's kind of like... I used to always say I think I'm a pretty good... Guitar player and I can come up with great little riffs, but I, I could never come up with songs. That mm. um, was just, I couldn't put this idea into a song or whatever. But then, as soon as Mila started trying to do something together, it just fell into place for some strange reason. Um, I don't know if it's because we were just both influenced by the same stuff at the same time, um, but it just kind of fell into place pretty quickly, and then we've just kind of gone down that path of continuing on with what we started.
0: And has that gelling, do you, have you found that strengthening over the past few years? Because what, I mean, Demo to, demo was 2017, and mm. now in 2020. So, you know, that's three years worth of music already, the Demo, the first album, the EP, and now a second album. Do you together feel like a stronger unit than you did, say, on the first album?
1: Yes. And yeah. I think there's a really clear indication as to why as well, because the first album, Pretty much every song that was written on that was written by one of us separately from the other. Whereas this album has had a lot more collaboration within the individual songs. I mean, track one, uh, Never the End, was pretty much, I think, I think I'm right in saying that that's pretty much the first song that was a full, fully 50-50 effort of us together in a room writing a song. Not really any of that on the era outside of just once songs were written and demoed, tweaks being made by myself or Lewis. This album is pretty much the first big example of that. So I'd say in that sense, yes, we definitely gel together better as a unit. But not only that, we've kind of understood our sound a bit more and what we're trying to do, which helps us to direct our efforts.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask. And what changed? I mean, how 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 is it just been natural nat- natural progression to this, where you're sharing ideas better?
2: Yeah, natural, definitely. Uh, it wasn't a planned thing to write that way, um, because kind of like there's a couple of songs here and there on this album where it's kind of like I feel like this one's my song or anything,
0: mm-hmm.
2: one of his songs. Uh, I, I don't think there's a single song where that doesn't have anything written by. By the person like every song has something from both of us uh, but most of the songs to be honest or at least half were 50-50 and it was a total accident um, so it start, it did start on the tail end of making the first album when we, there was a song that Ellis was talking about earlier that was originally written for that album that was a really cool one because that was the first song we've ever done uh, where we literally just fat, uh, fit solidly into our roles so Ellis wrote all the rhythm parts and I wrote all the leads on top of it and that was I was the lead guitarist. He was the rhythm guitarist, and it kind of—that's the only song we've ever done that actually worked out that way, which is pretty cool. And it was just—it just happened. It wasn't on purpose. It's just how we ended up doing that one, and how it came. That's just how that one came together. So, oh. and you don't feel top... sorry. Go on, Alice.
1: I was going to say, on top of that, in the actual credits for this second album, we've we've just reduced both of ourselves to guitars because of the lines are blurred on a writing side, not so much a performance side. But on the writing side, the lines are blurred between who is lead, who is rhythm, because we both just write whichever oh. kind of works for us well. So bit be- what- the actual recording, we stick to the kind of predefined roles. Mm. But if you, if you look in the booklet, mm. we just write guitars as opposed to more details.
0: Okay, do you think um, this sort of sharing as well is something that's come part of the maturity as individuals, as much as as a band as well.
2: Um, I, don't think, no, I, don't, I don't think so too much, because I think if, when we were making the first album, I think if someone had said, you know, I really, if, if I had a ba- basic idea for a song and Ellis said, I've got loads of ideas spot put to it, I don't think I'd have had a problem at the time, same as I wouldn't now. Yeah. Uh, I literally just think it's just how we've changed as our writing styles, just kind of changed over time, really.
0: Okay, and when you sort of look back at what you've accomplished now with Cult of Nature, does it then feel more
2: personal because of this combined effort? It came about a kind of. We've always written pretty much vast majority of stuff me and Ellis together. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, I say that what I mean is the two of us have written most of the stuff, um, even when we had more members of the band before. Um, But this one was really really did kind of feel like um, the fact that it was more collaborative between the two of us, mm. writing the same song together as opposed to writing songs separately and then putting them together. It's kind of cool that, uh, even though obviously it's not how we wanted things to go at the time, uh, it's kind of cool that this one, uh, well, the, the, this one and the EP have kind of ended up being just us as, as the lineup because yeah. it has felt more collaborative between the two of us, um, and it just so happens that it's, it's us, it is us.
0: I'm yeah. Just, so. Um. Continuing that, then, anybody sort of brought it up. Then, obviously, you two are the members of Sarkov How goes bass, and drum searching at the moment? Is it still, still just waiting? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's still waiting. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. We probably haven't been searching as hard as we did, say last year. Yeah. But for me, that reason is because I feel like there's probably not much attraction to be joining bands at the moment, mm. especially for like a drummer, because it's not like we can even meet up. Like I, think, I think you can still go to rehearsal studios, they're still open, or yeah. at least when we're not actually in this national lockdown, they're still open, but in terms of actually being able to get together and play live and stuff, which is what you want to join a band for, yeah. there isn't really much an opportunity for that, so I, I feel like if you recruited somebody, it would just be somebody who'd be sat in Sat in the Facebook chat until we're allowed to actually meet up and play live, <laughs> record, and write. It's not. It's not. It's not like say drums or something that you can just write by yourself. Mm. Is it? No, you're really? not wrong.
0: It's an interesting predicament to be in,
1: yeah.
0: where it, but it clearly isn't
2: hindering you at this stage.
1: Hmm.
2: Well, It allows us to. It's allowed us to. Um, Like I said, the album's been in the works since we finished the the first one. Since before we finished the first one, in a sense, Um, and we've always had the we had we've had the title for a long time. We've had Mm. the general idea of that this is going to be album number two for absolutely ages. But we've focused on how all the shows that we had, Mm. Um, so it has the fact that we can't play any has allowed us to kind of get our artists into gear and finish it off. And we finished it off really, really quickly and accidentally made an EP in the process. <laughs> in the process. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, it, so it was it was a good thing uh, in terms of being productive for recording. Um, but yeah, in terms of searching for a bassist and drummer, we can barely, we're struggling to get in the same room as each other at the minute. So it's a struggle. But I mean, there is the idea that perhaps there's drummers out there that haven't been able to play during all this lockdown stuff, that might be absolutely dying to play with a band, mm-hmm. um, but uh, at the same time, I, I want if, if that's gotta be someone who wants to join your band forever. So, like well, not forever, but like wants to join your band as you as a member. And um, that's kind of like we haven't been searching so much because we've got no gigs. So it's like yeah. I don't know. It's it's a weird one. You kind of think maybe there's some drummers sitting around that are absolutely dying to play with a band, but at the same time. We've got no gigs, so we could just focus on writing songs and all that kind of thing, so it's a tough one.
0: So how would you feel then uh, at this stage, say a year or two down year down the line, about welcoming new people in? Do you think you'd be comfortable with it, or do you think uh, you'd be excited or apprehensive?
1: Probably a combination of all three, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, I'd definitely be excited to get, get somebody in. But then also, if it's not somebody who I... No, there probably would be that apprehension of like are we going to be able to work together is it going to gel
2: that yeah we, we've we've been able to um, everyone we've played with pretty much so far we've been able to work with friends who we've known for a long time so mm. uh, it, and we know kind of you know like Acer was always welcome to mm. the same sort of music that we were so we knew that was going to work well um, so it will be weird but it will be exciting as well. It's just have to, you just have to see how it goes. I can't really say how I'll feel about it until I've, I'm working with someone else. So. That's, that's it. Yeah,
0: completely understand. But of course, you did work with others on this album. You do have a few guests here and there. Some of it quite noticeable as well. Quite stand out, noticeable. Um, you want to give us a bit of detail about them and uh, how you got involved?
1: Yeah, I mean... With Ryan Wills mm. from Deadwood Lake, who, who did the solo in track six, Praying yep. to Man, he just straight up asked, he asked, well, he, he told us he wants to do a, a solo, so we found him, found him a place to do a solo. Oh, wow. And then, uh, so so that solo's been sat there for, for as long as that song has nearly. Initially, he did the drums for that song as well, but when when Mike took over on programming the drums, he, he scrapped them and did his own. Yeah. Um, and then, then with Mike, it was a case of we, right before we were about to receive the finished songs, he suggest, you know, he had his guitar in his lap, and he suggested he could do something. So he said, "Yeah, if there's a place for it, we kind of worked out sort of area," and said, "There you go, do that." And then, about a week or two later, we had that solo as well. But I, I'd say both both times it was people kind of hinting or asking that they'd like to do one mm. with both of them
0: that's kind of encouraging isn't it when people are coming to you to
2: ask to uh, guest <laughs> on your songs right over that or they don't think they're good enough and they want to try and give do us a favor like
1: oh well yeah i mean I... I'm not sure which. <laughs> the standout moments on the album were definitely the bits not written by us <laughs>
0: <laughs> obviously i've heard the album um yeah it's one of those really difficult things when i start mentioning uh Thoughts and opinions, because you don't want to sound like you're blowing smoke up people's asses. Yeah. But uh, in all honesty, I think this is uh, quite a step up in for you. Considering, I thought the first album was great as well. But I consider this album a real step forward in your sound, gentlemen. Uh, congratulations on that review. You can read it when it comes out. Uh, okay. Go from there. But one of the things that really, really noticeable on this is the depth. That you've now both got not just to the lyrics or to the music specifically but into the elements the effects and things that you're trying to get across how important is it for you when it comes to building these tracks and the naturistic tone that you like to sell so to speak how important is it for you to get that
1: across see i i'd actually say there's probably less of that kind of added uh, added elements than mm-hmm. there was on the first album because on mm. the first album you had a couple of instrumental tracks that are, like filled with birds and uh, yep. wind and stuff and whereas on this you don't really have that you've got a couple of a couple of uh, choirs a few clean vocals and then um... and in terms of sh- keys and strings there's a lot less of that i mm. I'd, I'd feel it's just the way it's been placed within the songs is probably more effective.
0: Hmm. Certainly more prominent, perhaps. Mm,
1: yeah.
2: I think it comes to that down to how we've written the two, uh, our respective guitar parts together as well with this one. Because um, mm, yeah. I, th- I think, like Alyssa, like there's actually loads less keys and strings and stuff. That stuff's still there, but there's actually a lot less of it. But I think listening to the album, it almost sounds like there's more of it. It kind of sounds like there's more of that kind of atmospheric-y, weird kind of like um, side to it even though there is a lot less of that type of stuff I think it's how the guitars play off each other kind of gives off a similar effect to having it's a bit more kind of like an orchestra in the way the guitars are composed hmm. But you yes, kind of still know.
0: wanted to keep the focus on that side of things, right in regards to the theme of the album and how right.
1: you, yeah Yeah, definitely uh, Carry on what you were going to say, I was just, I was just saying confirming that yes, yeah that is always kind of intent
0: so when you're trying to effectively play down those elements in this album when it comes to the music then how easy is it for you to get that theme across particularly as say you're singing your vocals not easy to pick out the lyrics unless you're reading them off a sheet let's mm-hmm. be honest uh, so how easy is it for you to kind of get that across
1: now for, for a start just a very a very quick uh comment in that actually, I wouldn't say it was an intentional uh, removal of these elements. I think mm. just how the songs ended up uh, being structured. Cool. Where, but in terms of importance to us, I'd say it's probably as important as the first album. We want yeah. this to still sound like, like us, like Sarkoff. I, I, want, I think we both want of our writing styles to sound recognisable. Mm. people to be able to hear it and say that's Sarkoff, and I think the lyrical themes and in just in general the musical themes of the album carry on and expand from what we've done before and keep that kind of recognisability I'd say
0: Do you agree? Do you think you've nailed that side of things Lewis?
2: Yeah, I think, um, well to be honest with the lyrics, it's hard, it's hard for me to make a comment because most of the lyrics I can leave I, I leave Ellis to it because that's his he's got a gift for writing um kind of poetic sounding lyrics that just sounds great so usually you can get a song and just um, write down some lyrics and have some great vocal lines to go over it uh, to go over the music so I don't have much of it lyrically I just if I have something there if I have an idea it's really solid and I'll write it and usually I'll have a song or two I've, I've got one song lyrics wise on this album mm.
0: um,
2: so it's just something that it's not my it's not my thing. I, and usually I can, I can read what Ellis has done and I'm not 99% of the time I'm happy with how it comes out. So I leave the lyrics stuff to him. It's, it's stuff that I would say, I, I, like, I, like the, I love the themes, I love the nature themes and that's the kind of thing I want to go down and I'll always push for that to be the theme. But I, leave, I do leave the lyrics to Ellis for the most part because that is his thing. But you did just mention that and I did notice it in the credits. So tell us about your involvement in the song that you did get involved in. Uh yeah so well that was a musically that was kind of my main song on the album as well um that was kind of so you I, I remember your review of of Yera and that and your favorite track was the title track Yera yeah and that was um that was musically primarily uh written by Ellis um but around that time that we were doing that song I came up with the lead riff for for the song on this album
1: um
2: yeah. and I kind of thought and i started writing the lyrics for yara over my song mm. um but then i thought musically they were too similar so i've got to save that for kind of another time they were quite similar musically um so i started writing these lyrics for the song yara um sorry i started writing the yara lyrics for this song uh so that's, this is another old song um but then i put them on to yara <laughs> and then uh saved this this it was a riff more than a i didn't have a whole song it was a riff mm. um, and then eventually we got the song Music written and I just kind of had this idea at, 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 while I was at work about kind of using the the seasons to talk about um, like certain parts of your life um, and comparing a, a particular period of your life with the seasons. And then a couple of lines here and there came into my head and I was like, make sure you remember them, make sure you remember them. And then when I finished work, I kind of just came up with those lyrics and that was how that one came about. And I was like, I really like this and I really want that to go on that song. Yeah.
0: And being the main lyric guy then, Ellis, how did you feel when Lewis brought that to your attention?
1: Well, when, when, the, um, when that song was instrumentally fully written, mm. the lyrics for that weren't written. Lewis said, I'd, I'd like to do the lyrics for this one. So I went ahead and, and did some of my own lyrics for it anyway just because I was inspired (laughs) to. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, And basically what happened was when, when Lewis then had his own lyrics written, we compared the two, see which ones we liked more. We liked Lewis's more. Okay. And then the lyrics from that song, uh, the the lyrics that I'd come up with for that song, ended up being the lyrics for the track that we released the other day, uh, Reigns Over a Dying World. So then those lyrics were actually taken from my interpretation of what Lewis had written back then. But
2: amazing. obviously
1: much later because that's, that song was the last song to be written. It was written after Follow the Cult, uh, probably about a month, month, month or so afterwards. So they just been kind of sat in the back of my head for months and then I finally had an opportunity to use them.
0: Oh, fantastic. That's amazing. So specifically for you then, Alice, as being the vocalist, Your vocals on the new album, Cult of Nature, it's certainly a step up. And I wonder if it's partially as well because stronger production or something like that, but you are certainly a lot clearer, a lot more detailed and stuff like that. From a personal point of view, how do you think you've developed as a vocalist from *Yera* to Cult of Nature?
1: I'd still say that the actual tonalities... Of my vocals are the same. I think they're recognisable. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I'd say I've just developed better technique and uh, yeah, just developed better technique, practiced more and got more powerful as well. Able to do it louder, project more, which obviously helps. Uh, but then also I think having to obviously step into Ace's role as well meant that I was kind of forced to. Expand my range a bit mm. hence why there's lots hence why I do a lot of deep growls on this album as well, which obviously you didn't you didn't really get at all on the era, but they're quite prominent on this album. I think that's because of after having to step into them shoes and being the one hundred percent kind of frontman vocalist. I felt like I had to expand myself a bit mm. and be a bit more dynamic exciting
0: though right when you're having to push yourself to those extra levels and effectively learn new things
1: to do with your voice right yeah yeah i'd say so i mean the ins- the inspiration to do a lot of the deep gutturals on this album came from when i was playing live uh, we played scruffy murphy's once and after I came off stage one of our friends there was commenting about some of the deep vocals that i would just included live anyway and i thought oh okay apparently they sound good I didn't know I couldn't really hear myself Mm. somebody said they sounded good so I thought I'd give them a try (laughs) that's it that's how it goes reaction then
0: to um, the single so you've obviously had one song out from the album already how have you found the general feedback from fan base
1: it's been good yeah it's been been good feedback Um, not heard any negative comments about it only any good stuff. Everybody seems to like the step up in writing style. I mean, mm. I mean, it's a bit of a different song for us. It's a very doom heavy song. Mm. Um, quite quite dynamic as well in its flow. It, you know, it jumps about a bit from slow to fast to slow and then to just a really like nice bluesy end. And then obviously it gets a bit horrible towards the end as well <laughs> with that crying sample. So yeah, you know, people like the dynamics. People like the production it's just it was a really good response i mean that song on our, on our personal youtube channel has got more views on it than anything that we'd uploaded before so it's had a bigger reach as well hmm.
0: why do you think that is why do you think it potentially has had a bigger reach i
1: don't know maybe we have just got a bit better at promoting or
2: i i feel it might be due to the fact that uh we've done quite a lot of live shows and mm. some of them have been really um like when we play the blackwood gathering quite a few people it felt like we made quite a few fans that didn't really know who we were on that mm. day and they thought because we had quite a few people coming out we had we only had two cds left of the first album uh, when we got there and we had loads of people coming over trying to buy cds um and we had none to sell to them uh so it kind of felt like maybe you know they went home after that, they didn't have our first album. Uh, but then, as soon as we put something else out, something new out, um, it was kind of like, oh, it was that band. Uh, it was that band that we saw. So they checked it out. I feel like we've made a kind of a bit of a fan base from the, some of the shows we played, to be honest.
1: Slightly funny story about what you said there about. There only being two CDs that we had left. Mm. One bloke bought both of them. <laughs> oh <laughs> didn't even get to share didn't even get to share the love with it. <laughs> he had them both. I think he bought one for him and one for his missus or something.
0: Oh that's lovely though. It sells it it sells it out, but yeah. that's still good good enough.
1: Yeah, he was saying oh, I bought both of them. I was like, Well they're the only ones we had left. Because we we didn't work the merch stand, the uh, the organizers ran the merch. Mm. So we didn't really know what was going.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So what's your personal, both of you, each, favourite song from the new album? The one that you sit think, yeah, that is the crowning glory of Sarkoff's work?
1: Uh, Lewis, I'll let you take this one first, because I've got to think about that. (laughs) I'll
2: imagine it will change every uh, day or week. Yeah, it it has changed quite a lot. Um... (laughs) It's a strange one, because I think it kind of... um... In a way, I want to pick one of the ones that sounds a little bit like, a little bit familiar to what we've done before, because I feel like, um, I feel like the, the the song we were talking about earlier that I wrote the lyrics for, um, which is track seven on the album, mm. uh, I feel like personally that's probably my favourite, but it is because I've had quite, I've had that song for ages now, and I've been dying to get it right, and I feel like I have got it right. Um, and, but that is kind of like it it will it is familiar it is our sound continued from the first album to be honest that's probably the song i would say is the most like what people are used to hearing from us mm. um but yeah. better i think I, I think it is done it is better than anything off our first album I, I i personally think um but i also kind of want to pick one that's totally different to what we've done before it's a bit more of an experimental one uh, yeah as well, so maybe track three because that is the brutalist, fastest thing we've ever done. So I, I, I'll get excited about that as well. It's kind of the opposite. the two opposite tra- types of tracks on the album.
0: Amazing. Have you come up with one yet, Ellis? Or are you just going to say the whole album?
2: <laughs> oh, no. Not, none
1: of the album. None of the album. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. For, for me, I'm also very tempted to say track three. I mean, I, I absolutely adore the introduction to that. I, me- I remember when I had the, uh, when I had that song on my phone, the first demo of it, like before the, the solo got added to the introduction, and just the build up of it, I'd be walking my dogs. And I'd, I'd want to start a circle pit with the dogs because I was like, this is awesome. I love this. People are going to love this. And then obviously that solo got added, which added a really nice little build up to it. And then I, I loved that as well. But then I also, <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat as the Lewis's when a track seven. That's probably got my favourite chord progression in it. Um, But it's not so much a progression, it's it's the the second chords, the the second lot of chords in it were ones that I did, and I just love playing them. Um, And it's got that very familiar sound carried over from Yera, even more so than the song that was written for Yera. (laughs) Uh, And the way it ends as well, uh, with that strings and the harp, I think that's a beautiful ending mm. so I'd say I'm kind of in the same boat as Lewis
2: yeah that's the uh, song between that excites to, to be fair I'm not going to babble on about it too much because it hasn't been released yet some people will have heard it we have played it live so some people have heard a live rendition of it yeah um but that is exciting like I said about the ending because we wrote uh Ellis wrote that chord progression which I then added my leads to and they're some of my favorite leads I've ever written just because they sound really emotional and um and then when that fades out at the end, I, I, I went away from it, really happy with how the song was. I was like, ah, oh, we finished that one. That's written. And then the next time I went over, visited Ellis's to start working on some other stuff, he was like, I've done a little something with the end, but I don't know what. I don't know what you're going to think of it. I was like, show me. And he'd added this harp melody over the top of it. And I was like, that sounds absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never thought, I never thought we'd add a harp, but it sounds great. Not a real harp. See, it
0: just seems par for the course that something like that would be added at some point in your sound, even if it's just for one solitary moment, and it's never going to be used again in the future.
1: I mean, actually, that's quite similar to how things happen on the era, wasn't it? We'd finish a song, <laughs> you go away, and you come back, and I'd have just added a million layers of shit to
2: it <laughs> just yeah. to add
1: to the atmosphere.
2: Sometimes, but, sometimes I'd try and trim it back a little bit, but yeah, yeah, you you do that. You do you do kind of. Uh, Ellis tends to tends to walk away with a song that you think's finished and then come back with 15 more things added to it. And so you're the guy <laughs> that stopped that shit in its tracks, yeah? Sometimes, or sometimes I'm exactly. like, that's
0: amazing. So. Fair enough. What's quite exciting to hear, you guys, is a lot of bands and artists when we talk to them in the run up to an album release are sick to death of hearing their own music. Oh, I just want it out and I want it gone. So I'm they're already, already working on new stuff, but clearly you're both still feeling very encouraged by your own music.
1: Oh, um, I, I, I will happily listen to my own stuff. Because <laughs> I know I like it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm quite vain in that sense. I will quite happily just stick my own album on. <laughs>
2: yeah, there's, there's, there's an element of both for me. Like, um, It's a little bit like being from a... Uh, my kind of education that being in making films mm.
1: uh,
2: and, and, and video production. Um, when you learn how certain, how a lot of stuff's done in film, some people say, oh, I, I, don't, I don't want to learn that stuff because it spoils the magic for me and I can't watch a film without noticing that and it spoils films for me, whereas I can watch a film and look out for that stuff or I can just switch that off and watch the film. I can kind of switch between the two and I kind of get that a little bit awesome. where... I, I get I get a bit where I'm I'm a little bit sometimes I'll hear our songs and I'm thinking I'm back in the recording making the mistakes a hundred times and th- that section's doing my head in. or sometimes I can just forget all that and just listen to the song as it is so I'm a little bit in the middle. The sound on this album, as you said, is very much sarcastic. There's no getting away from that.
0: Whether it be the vocals, whether it be guitar leads, rhythm, all of that stuff is there. However, would you also agree that this is probably your most varied album? Release because obviously we got the demo, we got the EP, we got the first album. The most varied release to date.
1: Oh, Lucy, you have this one.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely think it's the most varied, um, the most varied thing about. I mean, there's aside from, um, the strange, you know, the the, the completely new stuff that we've never done before, like the mm. Doomy sections. Uh, well, the, you know, the, the one that the single with the Doomy section and it, it's Doomy sections and. Um you know the stuff that's completely new i think um the way we've incorporated elements that were already there has been done in a slightly more varied way than it was it felt like the first album there was a little bit more of a formula to every song where it would yeah. have a certain type of build up and then there'd be a slow down section and then and then it would come back again there's a little bit of that here but i think some of the song structures are, are really different so all the elements are there, but they're just kind of pieced together in a bit of a different way to what we've done before, and I think every song is pieced together a little bit differently, so I think that's the main reason it's varied, aside from new ideas it's the way we've utilized kind of sounds that we've already been there. Yeah, you're of this yeah yes. yeah good.
1: I'd say also it just it has a better flow to it as well, not Not me flow is in track. By track, I mean in individual songs. I think that they all have quite a nice amount of movement to them. They all stay interesting. Nothing carries on for too long. Not that things did in year, but I just mean there's a, there's a bit more pop, a bit more excitement to it. Okay, cool.
0: So, what's a realistic expectation for you both over, say, the next twelve months? A realistic expectation of uh, what Sarcoph can potentially accomplish.
1: probably not a lot (laughs) I did say realistic (laughs) Um, I don't know it it just depends on Mm. how productive we are I mean I'm I'm sure Lewis is the same as me in the fact that I I can't write if I do not want to I can't can't sit down and go right I'm going to write a song today I've got absolutely nothing in my head so I mean there are songs on this album that went months without any lyrics because I just couldn't think of anything. And then one day I'll get one line and then all of a sudden the whole thing will blossom. Yeah. Um, So it, it just depends on how inspiration strikes. It really does. Uh, This next 12 months could be incredibly productive. We could get most of the next album done. We could get another EP done Mm. or we might not get very much done at all. It, 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 really really depends I'd like to be able to get most of an album done you know we're in lockdown we can't play live so why not release something next year I don't know mm. it, it just depends we can't win I can't force myself to be creative of course
2: yeah you? it's kind of the same sort of thing for me I, me and Ellis haven't sat and discussed what's next we've just focused on getting this done um mm. For me personally, I'm kind of, uh, especially with the COVID situation, in terms of playing live, I kind of, I want to I want to have a band for the, When we next play live, I kind of want to have a band for it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go and do what we were doing before and do it with tracks as much as I had loads and loads of fun. It's just not what I want to do, um, at difficult. least that's how I'm feeling right now. Um, for me, I want to just um, sit with my guitar and see what happens with that. Uh, in terms of new stuff to be honest um, and see where the COVID situation goes and um, until then I just want to enjoy uh, enjoy playing songs and playing riffs and writing, hopefully writing some more songs
0: Well that's yeah. all you can ask for at this stage I mean it, it's got to be at least heartening to a degree to remember that uh, the biggest bands in the entire world are in exactly the same boat as you you don't get to play live, you're stuck at home you know, um, and you gotta write if you can, if you've got the inspiration. So, from the smallest to the biggest, everyone's in exactly the same boat. We just hope there's gonna be venues left over for you to come back and play at.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that's my biggest worry is that obviously they've done this uh, creative arts trust fund, mm. but I know a lot of places that are, you know, the kind of pub venues aren't getting access to it because they're considered. Pubs before they're considered venues, therefore, they don't qualify for this venue fund. Mm. So, while it's good that yes, venues that maybe like 02 and above and some smaller getting this funding, are a lot of the grassroots venues that are absolutely vital to an underground scene, which is where new music flourishes and where new talent fl- flourishes, regardless of genre, you could talk rap, pop, anything, it all still comes from an underground. Mm. At its at its very core, and losing these grassroots venues will damage the music industry in this country across all genres. So yeah, it is a bit bit shit. <laughs> the venue situation is. I and also back to the next twelve months things. Personally, for me, I'm in agreement with Lewis about the band thing. And I, e- even if the COVID situation resolves itself a bit, I don't see us doing much in the way of live next year. Partly because of the band thing and partly because I think even if COVID gets better, I still think it's going to be a while before we're, we are capable to take on live again. Yeah. Maybe there is I'm a positive team.
2: side to that, I think, though, because... Um... So like I say, we've been able to come together and and collaborate a lot more on this album than we we did on the first one. And um, I think for the next one, when it comes, or EP or whatever we do next, um, I think we'll be able to put focus, quite a bit more attention to it than we did with this, Mm.
0: um,
2: because we don't have that live, you know, this has kind of come about the tail end of the first album and writing stuff whilst we're focusing on rehearsing for shows and playing live, and then... The last bit of it was done during the during the lockdown well mm. during the, you know the recent not during the lockdown but during recent events um, so it's kind of like uh, we we made this one on a slightly rocky road, um whereas I like to think that the next one if 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 mm. if, if we 're not back to playing live yet um we can just get really 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 immersed in it and um because i 'm so happy with how this album turned out. I'm thinking what, what 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 we'll be able to do um, with that full focus kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I feel like the future's very bright. Regardless, whatever you plan to do, whatever situation or event potentially opens up for you, be it three months down the line, everything's open and you'll play live. And oh, here comes a bass player and a drummer out from the side, mm-hmm. and you're fully fledged band able to play live. Or if you're focused solely, as you as you said, Lewis, on writing, collaborating together on the third record the future seems very bright is that the case yeah
2: yeah yeah Yeah. that's it whatever it ends up being i think it'll be something good whether it whether the the focus ends up being on recording releasing stuff or whether it goes down the live route uh i I really enjoy doing both things and find them both really gratifying for different reasons so one way or the other it's going to be fun Fantastic.
0: Take my word for it. Coat of Nature is a phenomenal release. My favourite track is completely different to theirs as well. So there you go. Go on. Um, Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time.
1: Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us.
0: Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there, that's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on Soundcloud and Apple Podcasts and of course if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy
1: metal, what else is life for?